people just like you have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Today is a very special episode. It's number 50 and I'm joined by self-unlimited ambassador Ali Farajala, who is a return guest to this conversation. He actually was a part of the conversation in episode 25 and today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to workshop the creation of kindness policies for each of our workscapes. Thanks for playing with me, Ali. Thank you so much, Helen, for having me again on the podcast. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Really excited. Thanks. Maybe you could just give us a little bit of an update because it's been a few years since you were last here and and our listeners might be curious, who is this Ali Farajala person and what's he doing in his workscape? Sure. I actually realized when we recorded the first episode, I think that was 2021, if if not maybe earlier. Um, the world was different at the point at that point in time than it is right now. For me personally, lots of changes. So now I'm a father of three kids. I think we have like Alex and Adam afterwards. So my role at home is expanding as a parent, uh, but also like just as a profession. I think my role, you know, within NAB is evolving and uh, to m- much. Like more responsibility, which is really great. Yeah. Uh, but also like just my own pursuits of the things that I've really been interested in. So being able to try different experiences, it, it's been it's been great fun. I think. But the the couple of highlights is just uh, my role keep expanding. Where mm. it's still with NAV at the time and still with NAV now. We should probably um, tell the international uh, listeners what NAB is. Oh, National National Bank. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, lots of movement, um, but it just it's, it's been awesome um, responsibilities uh, both at work and at home, and just my own learning and interest has just been it's just been lots of exploration. I know you and I have had many catch-up conversations in that time, and I am amazed how you are bringing together raising a young family, your interest in volunteer work, your support of some of your friends who are doing entrepreneurial things, while also having a full-time job with the National Australia Bank. And I know you to be a person, too, who is very supportive of people in terms of you being a mentor to them but also you touching base and catching up with people who you believe have some insight and things to share so you have a very rich workscape thank you thank you i i thought it's important to really connect with uh, people and and i always look forward to our conversation with you and uh, for me it's all it's all about connection so connection really have to be a big part of my workscape and something that i intentionally uh, scheduling uh, connection mm. with people that are either within my like organization or people that are outside, uh, but also just like experiences, whether that is just doing something that had, adds value to me that's not currency or mm. doing other things. So uh, connection and in, in, in learning is a really big part of uh, my workscape. So I will try to seek out despite some constraints around time. And uh, But mm. when I'm connecting and when I'm learning, makes me more productive, more better parent. I think there's something to a nice segue that I'm going to draw there in that your intentions to show up for these people come from some inner motivation that I also believe, which is around the subject of kindness. So as we move into this, what do you think kindness is when we think about it as something that's connected to our workscapes? What does kindness mean for you, look like for you? Yeah, it's very, very interesting. I think for me, Kindness means 
lots of things and mm. and i think a kindness means uh, really being able to be more empathetic in terms of like the way i've approached like myself others and and being sort of positive or using like being really optimistic um mm. and and to me uh, really being compassionate recognizing others and and also just being i always look at i'm just one piece of the big sort of puzzles and interacting whether that is with coworkers with my wife mm. and kids with people in the community with you uh, so me being being so compassionate being able to be very uplifting so to me that is mm. what kindness really mean personally what does it mean to you well uh, something i take from what you just said is there's an aspect where i think kindness connects to human connection if i'm kind to another person it's like i'm saying i see you and i see you as somebody who is worth my time and attention such that i am going to choose to do some act of kindness so for me kindness is an action it's not just a thought it's that i'm believing in something and i'm following through with something that can have a positive impact on the world it's about making a connection with another human being and that there is something of me that I can give or contribute and I do so with no need for it to be returned to me and I do it to your words about compassion or empathy. It might be because I see a person is in need, which is an interesting one because I think sometimes kindness is you have a problem, I'm good at solving problems, I'm going to step in and fix it, which is an interesting thing because I think that's not necessarily kindness. I think sometimes people just want to have their moment of struggle or their moment of being down. So I think of the phrase that often people quote around what they might call kindness or charity or consideration that do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think that's a really bad approach which might surprise people that's known as the golden rule and there's a famous author george bernard shaw who quoted don't do unto others as you would have them do unto you their tastes may not be the same and i think there's something in that for me about my belief about kindness is i see you but i also see that you are not me and i see you in the sense of what you might be needing or wanting in this moment and I might ask you, rather than thinking, oh, I'm just going to do this thing for you and you're just going to be so grateful and, you know, it's almost like I'm doing it maybe out of pity rather than, hang on, I see you and I ask you maybe what you need in this moment or I, I really think about who you are and how something I might do. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, so if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, it's almost like a service to others rather than it's a self-centered I drive where I'm doing something for you because I feel like this. So it's almost like but what, what I heard you saying, mm. or at least is doing service to others. And that's how I often look at kindness is, mm. um, I, I know it starts with me being kind to myself, but also it's almost like doing service to others and yes. and not doing it in a more self-centered way where, I see you struggling and I go there and I help you. Then I feel, yes, you know, I've helped. That yeah. was all about me. Yeah, it's good. all about me. So it's almost <laughs> like about others, about servicing yeah. others in, without expecting that to return back. 
mm. and it could be it could be small, it could be big. Uh, but it's just really interesting how we, uh, as we un- unpacking it, I get to really mm. even see your perspective. Mm. And is um, I think it's one of those things that many people think. Oh, I'm a kind person. Yeah. I give money to charity, or if somebody asks for help, I do it. And I think, yeah. However, there's some things for me where it kind of gets down to maybe the underlying motivation. Like, why did I do that? Did I give that money because I felt guilt or I felt pity? And, you know, maybe that is where it started in terms of deciding to take some action. But if it was only about that, in which case then that action that I took was to calm my emotions down, make me feel better, make me feel somehow relieved, then I think it becomes not so much about the action, it's about the motivation and the intentions or the spirit behind the action. And and you made a comment then about being kind to self. And I think that's an important thing. So I'm not just saying it's in my perception that it's service to others, There's an element where if I can't serve myself and see that I might need some kindness and I can use that intention and spirit of kindness to take actions that are good for me, then I don't know whether I can then have the same spirit or intention to do things that are helpful to others. Yeah, yeah. And the more I think of it, the more is, you know, us starting with actually writing a policy Mm. so that they can guide us in high moments and low moments. And mm. when I think earlier, when we started the conversation around what a week we had in my household, mm. having a, a 10-month-old that is unwell, just that experience itself, that's mean I'm not in baseline. Like the mm. mind is racing and thinking, you know, rushing to a hospital, even just dealing with all of the nurses that are doing their best work Mm. and dealing with a lot of urgent other humans also life is at risk and for me is how can I approach and engage with the nurses and the doctors in a more mm. compassionate way recognizing that I'm going through a lot and um, it's tougher times but how can I be kind in asking them to come and do something for me or for the kids so I think the way I see you know this exercise that we're doing which is really writing our policies or designing our policies is so that we don't only practice kindness when everything is going so well i woke up today it's friday and i'm in a good mood it's, mm. it's often for me when the chips are falling and yeah and moments of adversity and chaos how can i still remain kind because it's almost like the ubuntu i exist because you exist and that just what i'm finding really uh, interesting about mm. the thinking behind you um well it, it, it comes to like is it a truth a real central truth to our work scope is it a nice sort of cosmetic peripheral thing that we're just doing it to kind of like window shopping there's a american comedian and i think i'm going to get this quote wrong but let me try it and yeah. his name's john stewart and he says something about if your values don't show up in a crisis then they're just hobbies and i think yeah. there's some time where we can all say yeah i'm a kind person but as you yeah. say when the chips are down or I'm in a really stressful or struggling position, okay, there's maybe a range of actions of kindness that I'm not capable of doing, but is there still maybe a spirit of kindness that I can show up with 
and and it may be partly in how I regulate my emotions that I want to be angry and then I can slow myself down and think hang on this anger that I was about to direct to that nurse who's here helping me with my sick child that anger was about the situation and that nurse doesn't deserve my anger that would not be kind to her and she's showing a kindness maybe because that's the profession she entered in to care for humans when and they're in their moments of illness and I I wonder whether there's almost an element for her that by choosing to be in that profession there's a, a kind of is it nature or nurture are they a kind person intrinsically or do they recognize there's different kinds of kindness that they can show because nurses are busy people they have to do all of the things that medically involved but there may be just micro moments where they stop and and ask a question are you okay or smile and say it's going to be okay and we might just think oh that's just them being nice so I wonder what's the difference between being kind and being nice yeah no that's interesting whether it's nature or nurtured my 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 take on or at least you know whether being nice is I often say the like being nice to somebody is almost like saying like something really nice about somebody or recognizing you've seen something and you can just say oh you dropped your wallet here that's being nice to me Mm. or you on the train I'm sitting down and an elderly person comes and stand next to me I get up and I get them to sit to me that's being nice I I don't recognize at least my view is kindness I, I think being kind is perhaps recognizing uh, is something that is driven by your own sort of value and Mm. you sort of see something or letting somebody merge into the to the lane Mm. while you like holding your position and acknowledging that you might be late but you just be like you know what actually seeing them really oh really and then they get it so I think to me that's really being kind and kindness Mm. is for example, in parenting setting, seeing my child doing something really, really naughty that I choose to use more positive language or more mm. more softer way of getting them to recognize than like telling them off or nitpicking the mistakes that they made and, and make them feel awful about it afterwards. So there's or, something there about a conscious choice. I yeah. could have gone this way. But I slowed myself down and thought, is that actually helpful to the situations? Is that a good thing to do? And I'm going to choose to go another way. Yeah. And you still deliver the message that you're trying to deliver, but you, you're mm. choosing to deliver in a way that afterwards, the person who is receiving that would really feel a lot more positive, a lot mm. more encouraged and a lot more supported. And they will eventually choose to either follow. And that's in, in our workscape, we work yeah. with co-workers that sometimes does something and then Mm -hmm. they really need to receive a feedback but then kindness is choosing how and 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 what kind of like and the tone of our voice the language Mm. we use to be able to communicate that so like when I see absolutely is a choice and is it nurture or something that we've nurtured I really think by nature when I think of love we all sort of have the capacity to love we all have the capacity Mm. to be kind but often just with the experiences that we sort of go through life and get to, it's a conscious 
choice that we sort of make around, I really wanted to live an intentional living. Mm. And what that means to me is actually kindness really is an important something in my household. Kindness is really number one to me. I want you to be a kind human being. And that's, for example, every morning when I drop my daughter to school, I'll be like, yep, things that we do, we be kind to each other, we learn and we support each other because I really think that's the foundational. So it's a choice, but also there's lots of it have to do with the environments that we're in. You know, you are in difficult spots, difficult situation, uh, tension in, in confrontational moment. There's no training that can, you know, train you to respond in a way that I don't think that is nature. I think that's something that you continue to nature yourself mm. and continue to train yourself that when I'm in a tense situation, I might say things that might hurt somebody. Mm. I would choose not to say. I would choose to take mm. it a moment or two. Think just for a second and then say something that is more kinder to even the aggressor, even to somebody that you're disagreeing with. Mm. It's definitely something that we choose like, to be yeah. kind or not. And when I look at nice, is doing something without having to think, should I do it or not? But it's, I, I really think by nature, like love, we all have the capacity to be kind. We all have the capacity to love. And it's just the practice that we continue to reinforce in ourselves and also the value that we continue to inhabit. It, it then guides how do we approach the subject or the topic as we move through life. There's a couple of points that come out there for me one is that kindness could actually be choosing not to act I could have said something in this situation but I kept my mouth closed and so the other person would not necessarily have been aware that kindness took place so it could be an unseen action and choosing not to do something another thought is that it's often said a lot in primary schools because that's a point where children have maybe not well they haven't developed the cognitive capacity to see the world as we have as adults so there's very much a a strong message about being kind particularly to counter bullying and what might be seen as selfish unsharing kind of behaviors however I don't see that same kind of message being encouraged in workplaces with the different workscapes I might inhabit, yet they are places where it's rife with bullying. And it occurs to me that if I chose to make part of my stance and my policy of my workscape of there is a moment where I can act, what is the most kind form of action that I could take in this moment? I'm an adult. I have the ability to choose my actions. I also could choose my actions with an understanding of impact. And that's another thing that children, when they act, they don't yet have the cognitive ability necessary to see the consequences or the impact of their actions. Whereas adults, we can do that. So if I was actually thinking, yes, I could do this action. And what would be the impact of that? Is the impact of this a kindness? Because there can be a kind of contagion that if I respond to somebody in an angry voice which might have created a moment of unkindness because I chose not to think about them and then they've taken on that anger and then they respond angrily to somebody else and then it 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 all kind of spreads everywhere and it's like well if I had just I had the moment to choose to act differently 
maybe there is feedback or difficult feedback to be given about something. Or maybe somebody has crossed a boundary and said something that I felt offended or hurt about. If I could stop myself and use my mantra, okay, I have an action that I may or may not take. What is the most kind form that I want to take? What is the potential impact of this? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right there, spot on. It happens, you know, in all settings. And I think we we, we touched on the other day when we spoke about the gap between the action versus reaction, like that, Mm -hmm. that extra moment that you take. And that email that you just you write, but you don't send. Yeah, that's a good of, one. Write it if of, you need it to process yes, it for yes, yourself, but yes, don't send it yes, because the yes. impact would be bad for the other yes. person, which is an interesting one because it might be a kindness to yourself to write yes. that email to get out that bad feeling about what you were thinking, but it might not be a kindness to another person to send. Yes, and I have lots of those emails um, yeah. where I usually write them in one note mm. if I felt about something, and then I'll just leave it there. So give myself 24 hours yes. to reread the email. And always when I write email, that's just my general rule. I always write and then read as a reader. I want a reader to take something out of it. Yes. Um, and while I'm reading, I said, that was very harsh. The choices of the language and the, mm. the sentences that I've used. And then I will rewrite it much better. But even sometimes I will not even use the email. I'll just... Provide, just give a phone call and then have a bit different chat. So, and, you know, for me is in, in a context of work that you talked about is that email that you don't send is choosing to pick up the phone instead of pick up the an phone email. And, 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 and contact somebody and then instead of firing up that email or, or just give it time until tomorrow. Uh, or yes. it could just be like reaching out to someone else. Be like, hey, this is something. So I, I think there is a lot to be said about face and mm when something happened that might be the kindness that you're doing it to yourself and you're doing it to the person or the people who are in the same situation that you are in with so there's a lot that could be said there really for me just that one minute to think um that buffer between action and reaction and yeah at times uh, to your point you you talked about the ripple effect of that action that you're about to take that it might hurt somebody and then that somebody have other friends and family and and then they go home with that heavy feeling about Mm. the action that you have taken that initially you thought it is a good action but retrospectively you might become you cause someone else to really feel less about themselves and so I think think sometimes people think but it was just a small thing but if you and you made a really nice point there when you were talking about the email you're thinking about the person who's receiving it and this is where I think empathy comes into the kindness equation that if I'm thinking about you who are you how might this land for you because you might be the kind of person who would actually value receiving something in an email that you could digest it not in a phone call so that choice of shall I pick up the phone and call you or shall I write in an email there is an element of what's convenient for me and what I think but it might actually be a consideration who are you and how do you see the world and how do you process things because you might be the person who would rather receive it in a written form so there's not the intensity of the, yeah. you know, if I, I know that I might come across direct and doing it on a, in a phone call could be quite confronting. So it's yeah. not kind of me to put you in a situation. I might think that's the direct way to get communication happening, but it's not the most kind thing because if I'm choosing to be empathetic, like who are you and what do I know about you and how might this thing that I'm about to do 
impact on your world and even if it wasn't uh, so much um, from a personality point of view like one of the things I think email is a great context for many kindnesses there are people who would for example write emails that I jokingly call like war on peace it's like once upon a time and you've had this experience because I'm yeah. sure there was a time where I taught you to write emails differently yeah. yes and when we were doing that project management project many years ago and I said yes. to you think of me your sponsor. I'm a busy executive. I've got many things going on. So we actually had a conversation, which I would say was a kind of form of kindness. I let you know what my needs were and where my boundaries were. So then I'm giving you the details to engage and work with me effectively rather than leaving you thinking, oh, I need to read Helen's mind and and maybe I'll get it wrong and then I'll do something and then she's going to slap me on the risk for getting it wrong. So there was a kind of strategic kindness for me to say hey we're going to be working together so if you're going to send me emails know that I'm a busy person and you can write very brief terse emails and I won't think of them as terse I'll actually think of it as a kindness if you just write what you need and don't fill it with a whole lot of words and if you put good headings in there so I can quickly scan it and you be very clear about the action that you're asking of me that would be a kindness to me I'm kind of curious, when I did that with you many years ago, what was your reaction? As she was talking, I reflected back in time. I think that you being kind to me and the entire project team. As Brunner Brown said, clarity is kindness. Whether that is with your team, whether that is with your colleagues, in, in different settings, the more you are clear, the more you are kinder to the people around you. So I think you being super, super kind. And that experience shaped how I write email up till this day. It's been like, what, almost four years. And whenever I write an email, I really wanted my recipient to know, is it just for info or for action? So that's all of my email. It, can, it might be annoying to some other people, but I don't want you to freak out when something says for info. For info means you can digest it whenever you feel like it, and I just want you to know. Uh, for action, I really want you to do something. And really being my headings really specific. And I try to start with what you want really mm. first and then it's provide context afterwards. So reflecting at, in that point in time, you're being super kind to us because then I know that you are very busy. Exactly. You don't really have time to for stories. And when I'm writing to you, I have a clear intention in mind. This is what I want you to do. Mm. Or it could just be an information. You can open it whenever you feel like it. That also allowed me to give you like, you know, which I think we talked about, give me a couple of days as a deadline. So again, that is just project management one-on-one. If you're really asking somebody to do something, don't just leave it an open-ended, like, yes. you know, action for you. Always tell them, this is what I wanted by. Also give them opportunity. If this doesn't make sense, doesn't sound reasonable, please uh, let me know and we can work out. So let them also tell, no, I cannot do it this Friday, but I can do it next Friday, the 1st of December. And often in my work, I think of that a lot. And when mm-hmm. I'm communicating with my team, uh, when I'm sending email to other people, I try to do a couple of things. If I'm dealing with a complex issue, I try to summarize the three bullet points and as mm-hmm. a starting point, but also am I asking you to do something or I just want you to be aware Mm. But then I will add context at the bottom of it where for more info, refer to the context where yes. I don't want you to get bogged down with the context, but the context might, you know, people, some people are detail oriented. Some mm. people just want high level. And I, I work with a wide range from execs to uh, analysts. Mm. So I try to be as kind as possible in terms of like the communication that I communicate with my stakeholders or even everybody. Like mm. that just 
not work now every email that i send is either for info or for action um, yes. so that experience a you being super super kind and thank you it enabled me as a project manager of that group to lead that group too and i hope they felt the same way mm. to a really successful outcome but i think about that experience really shaped how i can also pass on being kind to other people and for me mm. the more i'm clear the more i'm kinder there might be some people think oh that's just being thoughtful but for me an element about kindness is if we think about that thoughtful is i'm thinking yeah i'm thinking about what is my action here and the implications of my action I'm also thinking about you and this for me cycles back to that connection and I think there'd be many people who would maybe receive emails from you who would have no perception of oh Ali was being kind to me because it's almost like so seamless that you've already done the thinking work of what is the most kind form of this that they may have a view of like well he's a thoughtful guy or he's a nice guy but even if they didn't that's not important because for you there's a sense of I understand the implications of my actions and that ripple effect in that if I did send an email that was poorly structured, that didn't get the information across or whatever the communication was, then I have maybe contributed to some of the chaos. And as you say, that, and I like that quote from Brene about clarity, you've done things to increase the clarity of something and that was an act of kindness and if we thought of in some ways then the antithesis of that is if you contribute to the chaos you're being unkind yeah 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 and there'd be many people might be challenged by that notion yeah and and often usually especially for issues that are complex and at times maybe email just not it maybe just pick up a phone call that person hey help me and I'm, I'm, I try to be as simple which is by step so if, if I cannot really list out step one two three that's mean a I don't understand it the subject enough b then no one understood it enough and mm. how can we go back to the basics and, and really lay out I think being super clear in our communication and being you touched on being thoughtful and nice and mm. I want to be thoughtful in all of my action not all the time I get to do that and at times when somebody asks me a question or somebody raised something I would try to let them know this is just my current thinking, mm. but give me time so I can provide you with more thoughtful response. Mm. Because being thoughtful does mean you have considered. But considered the other, because I the, think some people go, oh, that's the thought that counts. It's like, well, yeah, I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. If you only thought about yourself and you only thought about it in terms of what you would like for yourself, you didn't think about it in terms of me, what my yeah. situation was, that I might be highly stressed out and that I might be a person who's an introvert. If you didn't consider me in that thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Considering others, but also, you know, applying system thinking where you're considering the other aspects of or the downstreams or the upstreams of mm. what you are thinking might have on on the subject that you're doing. So mm. I would just say, this is my current thinking. Give me time to give me more. I try to be as thoughtful as I, because if I'm doing that, then the chances that I, I will be, my responses and my actions will be more kinder, are higher than when I'm just instantly responding to think without mm. thinking or without having some thoughts around others and about yes. how or it might be an excellent response a needed response but mm. then it might just really trigger different emotions different feelings on others and and, and yeah. often you try to 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 have more positive or more thoughtful and kind act than having the one that just 
you know, makes people really feel not so great. When you think about it, there is a subconscious mind that, you know, wanted to do something and this conscious mind that usually does some other things. Mm. Um, so I do have a practice of try to journal at least every single day and try to really capture moments that really uh, delighted me or like mm. things that got me to wow me. And it could be, I'm not happy how I reacted. Somebody mm. seems to be running late to something, but I just like deliberately acted like not today. Mm. And I thought like, I just don't know what they're running late to. And then I always start think about what well, maybe if I could I give just... them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if just I, because they might be running late to an interview and this is or a job. An emergency in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So my default position is always, I always like to be thoughtful, but mm. I don't always get to do it. If I can just have that couple of seconds to think, yeah. then it might get me to that position. Part of living a life that is intentionally focusing on others, mm. not just me, 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 but I am part of an ecosystem. So I exist mm. and others exist and we are in the ecosystem that all of us need to work together. Yeah. Well, I find it fascinating that the word kind, and I haven't looked at this from a dictionary point of view, but the first three letters are kin. K-I-N, and that sense of that we are kin. And if we are kin with each other, there's a sense of I care about you and I want to have a persisting relationship with you rather than this transactional just in this moment. So for me, there's a sense about kindness is to your point about the ecosystem. I am contributing something of the life energy of me into that system to build greater bonds and not necessarily just because you're my friend and we've identified as friend, but something about we've identified that I recognize you are important. You, you don't have to be important to me. I see you and I recognize you are important. And as, as we're coming to a close, we started this out as a, a conversation about workshopping for a policy about kindness. And one of the reasons why I've let this conversation just wander and, and go off in different tangents is because I think if you are going to make a policy about something, there's a need to unpack what you believe about it. And it's yes. this kind of conversation that we're having. And let this be a role model to others that if you're thinking, I wonder what I think, grab somebody like Ali and I have been here and just riff backwards and forwards and tell stories. And some of our stories have got very specific, like down, yeah, down to yeah. about what you do in email. But if we kind of step back now and said, okay, so if we were starting to form up this policy, there's some different things we could write about what we believe kindness to be. Let's move on from that and think, so what then are some kind of strategies two or three strategies or actions that you think you would put in your policy to say this is how it's actually going to come to life a couple of minors to remember that kindness is sometimes not doing something so kindness can be an act where I don't do something a second one would be that ask myself the question this thing I'm about to do what is the most kind form of this action and the third one for me would be about remembering that kindness is actually about human connection connection with myself connection with others and so that when I'm doing it I'm wanting to have that ripple effect of the not contributing chaos into the ecosystem of the people that I know but wanting to contribute a good vibe a live caring loving vibe I love it I love it after listening to this, I might incorporate some of that to my policy as we're building it from the ground up. And I'll always leave space for other policies to join because 
then this is just a one conversation, but I hope we can continue to have many other conversations with people on, on our circle around what does it really mean? And there will always be more nuggets that we can add to our policies. For me, maybe three things. I always like to stick to three things. Yes. If it's more than three, it gets really confusing. Yes. That's um, a kindness about the human yes, nature. We yes. can deal with three things easily. Yes, I think I think one is practice self-kindness and prioritizing self-care, self-compassion and recognizing that it really starts with how I treat myself. Mm. And I cannot go out to the world and, and really be are kind and and then it, it just won't feel right so i think starting with this person uh, in the mirror and mm. try to be as kind we make mistakes we we recognizing that we fall short but just being kind and mm. that starts from here then it moves to it is always a choice that i get to make every morning that i wake up i want to choose kindness that mm. um, because the world is just a better place and when we all kinder to each other it's something that I, you know, in my affirmation, like I am kind and, and loving individual. And, and when I go about one of my three things that I wanted to do today is be kind in every interaction. So when I, at the end of the day, when I really can think of one example where I was kind, whether that is by action or inaction, mm. like I feel really, really good. This is a really, really good day. So it's a choice um, that we get to choose whether things are going well or things are not going so well, we can choose mm. to be kind. And for me, it's, it's really about the language because it's the medium that we communicate with people in our orbit, whether that is somebody in a grocery store or somebody in our household. Mm. I really think the the language we use, I, I really want it to be uplifting. I want it to be like mm. to avoid negativity and or just prompting more positive, whether that is a situation that is awful but the language that we use to address it, it might allow everybody involved can think, what can I do differently next time? So I think practice self-kindness, start with me and really being kind to myself and treat myself with kindness. And, and that sort of then permeate across my relationship with uh, my family, with my kids, with my partner and my yeah. colleagues. And then really just always think of it as a choice. I get to choose to be kind even when things are just going off and, and th- or when things are going so well, when things are going so wrong and I really wanted to be thoughtful and, and be kind. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number three, choose positive language uh, mm-hmm. because that's the medium that we communicate with everybody. And I want to be more uplifting um, and more positive in my messaging or in my conversation than negative and not helping. I'm going to sneak in a fourth one now and it's riffing off you because this is the nature of this conversation. And that is... I'm going to work with what I've got because I think sometimes people think, oh, if I had money and more time and resources, I would be kind. And to your point, I have language. Everybody has language. We can work with the language that we've got. Kindness doesn't have to come from I need lots of time. I need lots of money. I need lots of energy. So I'm going to work with what I've got. And kindness is not going to be judged by what other people thought I should have done in that situation. I'm going to judge myself in terms of what did I have in terms of the attention, energy in the moments that I had. And with that, did I put that in a kind direction rather than thinking, oh, I should do something another day when I have more of something or when the circumstances are right. It's no, no, no. In this moment now, work with what I've got and how can I shine kindness with what I've got now? I love it. I love it. We don't have to wait for Christmas. We don't have to wait for birthdays. We don't have to wait for 
big moments. I think just with or in a work situation, we don't have to wait for a team meeting or some kind of reward kind of moment. It could just simply be when I walked into work this morning, I chose to look somebody in the eye and say hello. I didn't even have to give them a compliment where I might have thought, oh, gosh, I've got nothing nice to say. But just looking somebody in the eye, I'm like, I see you. I'm connecting with you as a human being. I recognize you and I'm just going to say hello. That in itself, I think, can be a kindness. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for workshopping this with me. I'm going to send you a draft copy and I'm going to put up an article on the Self Unlimited website that can go with this podcast recording of a draft of a policy document. Actually, you know, we've been talking about this. Let's get real. Let's put something in writing. Is is it maybe the first policy of the sovereign of Helen Unlimited and you as the sovereign of Ali Unlimited? I love it. And and if you want me to share with you any notes around what I've written down, I can definitely share that with you and you can include it. But this has been really amazing conversation. And there are specific people in, in this whole wide world when I speak to, I really walk away more uplifted. Is I walk away wiser and, and much better than joining this session. So it's really been a pleasure talking it's, to it's you. It's mutually so. Thank you for playing with me. Workscapes are changing everywhere. For more goodness to change your workscape, visit www.beselfunlimited.com 